Hey guys, welcome back to the Valley Investing Funds podcast. In this episode, we will discuss uh, about Tata Power, why it is a good company to invest in, why it is not a good company to invest in, a brief fundamental analysis, what the valuations look like, and uh, yeah, basically just just a brief overview of the company because we've been getting a lot of questions regarding this uh, comp- uh, specific company, so we'll discuss it. And then uh, also before you have uh, before we begin, please subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so. And uh, please leave a like as well, because uh, that would be really appreciated. And also want to say we are not SEBI registered advisors. So please don't base any investment decisions based on this in the presentation. So we will go into Tata Power, discuss what, first of all what they do. Tata Power Company Limited engages in generation, transmission, distribution and trading of electricity in India and internationally. It operates through generation, renewables, transmission and distribution and other segments. The generation segment generate uh, the the generation segments generate power from hydroelectricity and thermal sources such as coal, gas, and oil. The renewable segment generates power and renewable energy resources, which includes wind and solar. The transmission and distribution segment transmits and distributes electricity, sells power to retail customers through distribution network and related ancillary services. And uh, there's some um, some other revenue components as well, like uh, some infrastructure projects that they help with, but that's a very small component of the total. Uh, revenue generated so we won't get into that uh, I just want to show you a couple things on the investor presentation the thing that that might be something uh, you guys would be interested in so that currently the capital employed is mostly in CG PL and coal and uh, thermal and hydro so 13% is that and coal and uh, CG PL is 39% they are they are planning to spend 60 to 65,000 crores in the next four years and uh, the renewable and most of them is going most of the money is going to going into the renewable sector and capital employed FY25 tak is going to be around 58% in renewable. So mostly jo hai wo inka jo capital employed hai that will be employed in green field uh, you know energy sources and everyone everything else is going to take a back seat which is i guess a huge push that is happening right now. So that is one thing that's uh, that's got a lot of promoters and a lot of uh, investors excited and the other thing that has got a lot of promoters and uh, and investors excited is their revenue targets. So they're targeting 2x revenues but in the next four years and profit after tax of three times so that's going to come from a lot of like discoms and a lot of things that have happened uh, they'll, they'll basically spend a lot of money on infrastructure that's going to bring in more revenue and uh, some acquisitions that they're doing as well so that's going to bring some revenue for them as well and uh, that's where the revenue is going to come from so let's discuss uh, some key metrics that uh, we use to judge the company P ratio is 29.15x, uh, profit margin is 4.37%. It's a very, very, very bad profit margin. ROC 7.36% is not that great either. Debt to equity ratio 1.19 times. It's a utility company. Utility companies generally have high debt. So we can we can think that we, we, we think this is not too bad. And uh, the promoter ownership is 46.90%, which is decent and it has, has been going up in the past. Uh, the FIIs and DIs have been putting a lot of money into the stock. So why to invest? Startup Power as a company has has very has set very high goals for itself as the company is making moves to position itself strongly in the renewable energy space. The company is building a lot of infrastructure to prepare for the EV revolution, including the charging stations, and has already done strategic tie-ups with many partners, so it can take advantage of this. The company is planning to increase its PAD by 3x and revenues by 2x by FY25. The discom regulations that the government has implemented to deregulate the utility space are going to have tailwinds for the company as they can take advantage of the privatization of the space. So this is something that has uh, led to people believing that the company is in a, in very good hands and in the future is going to be great. And another thing that has led to a lot of uh, people you know, moving into the stock is the appointment of uh, 
Mr. N. Chandrasekhar. So he is uh, he was the chairman of uh, TCS and he led TCS for a long period of time. And we all know TCS is a stalwart of the Indian economy. Now he's the chairman of Tata Power. So, you know, management is really important. Good management is able to uh, allocate capital on, on a very like on high return basis. So that's why people were like, you know, we, we need to invest in the company because like Mr. N. Chandrasekharan can can uh, turn the company around. So that's one thing that I think people were kind of excited about. So let's discuss why not to invest in the company. The valuation for a non-growth, low ROCE, high debt, boring business is just very rich. The ROCE for Tata's peers is higher as well. As it can be seen that, uh, like, like if you think, if you look at the other companies that are in the space, Adani Green and all these other companies, yes, their valuation is expensive, but just, if you compare ROCE, ko compare kare, the ROCE is higher for all those companies as, as compared to Tata Power. Uh, as it can be seen that there's no, uh, there hasn't been any, uh, there has been a degrowth in revenues and the profits have not increased at all. Meanwhile, the margins are not that great either. So this is one thing I was trying to find out what the margins are expected from the renewable sources, uh, like of, uh, of asset, not asset, like the renewable sources, how much the, the amount of capex they're spending, what kind of margins would you expect? You would expect that you would think that your margins would be really good and that's going to drive those profits up. But uh, they don't talk about margins as much. If you listen to the earnings calls, they they try to duck those questions, and uh, it's like it, the margins are very suppressed. Because if you know, if you solar power at panels, solar panels, you know that the capital outlay for those kind of businesses is very very intense. So you have to spend so much money. Margins, for a, for for someone who sells solar panels, the margins are six percent. So they're very expensive. So in the next four or five years, even if someone like spends a lot of money on the solar panels, the margins are not going to be good. So think about it in this way. If I'm buying something, right? Say if I go out and uh, buy 100 rupee notes and I sell them for 75 rupees. This is not a perfect example, but th- th- this will prove a point that I'm trying to tell you. I can drive my revenues up like crazy, but my cost is going to be higher as well. So my, my profit margins are not going to be great. So it's very important to look at the profit margins. I'd rather spend, I if you have a business, hai, Upcom sales means other margins would be a better idea than having too much revenue, but the sales not, uh, but the net profit margin not growing as much. So that is one thing that I think you guys need to remember. And this is, uh, and this is the nature of the business, nature of the power business, the utility business is such that the margins are generally very depressed and asset uh, value generation, you unlocking value by selling those assets is not possible. So it's not easy to like, you know, spin off these assets as individual companies and be able to uh, make your shareholders uh, richer. So, if 30 times earnings per already go cheese trade kar rahi hai and, and the revenues is supposed to grow at 2x and uh, the profit is supposed to grow at 3x, like your PE doesn't look that uh, enticing. Best case scenario, obviously the company is going to tell you the best case scenario, right? So, the, the valuation is higher, but we will get into it a little, in a little bit more detail and uh, discuss. And I think the video, the reason why we started making these videos also was not only to tell you about specific companies, but how can you become a better investor as well, thinking about different companies as well. So I think that is also something you should, uh, you should, you know, uh, think of off key. Would you own a power company or would you own an asset light company like a CDSL? If you haven't watched that CDSL video, please go and watch it. I think that's going to be really valuable as well. So the ROCE target is of 12%. I think the EBIT that they use, they're not using EBIT, they're using EBITDA. So EBITDA, 
doesn't it ignores depreciation as well as interest which are the two biggest expenses for utility companies so again they're, they're trying to like it's not like the integrity thing isn't there but like on investor presentations you want to make like investors feel like this company is the next big thing which is not the case and uh so it doesn't say uh, and yeah exactly and the debt is already high and make sure that all the plans come to fruition they need to make that need to take one on more they need to take more leverage so they can make their plans come true this is going to affect their balance sheet although they're planning to sell some assets to raise cash even if all plans transpire exactly what they want the stock is already including that so it's priced in the future growth just like mother sunsumi and i uh, we talked about that the best case scenario is already priced in and uh, i think it's really important to think about in that way also they've raised equity so they raised 2600 uh, crores in equity and i think that's probably the only way how they can raise more equity because if they raise more debt which they're trying to pay down it's not going to be helpful so if they raise more equity what's going to happen is your eps is going to go down if your eps goes down your earnings goes up so like think about it in this way if if uh, as i said in the cdsr video incremental rates of return on the incremental capital is very important so say if you have uh, if you, if you have a shop and the total cost of a shop is 100 rupees and you're making 10 rupees from that and you buy another shop which is 100 rupees but from the new shop you're only making 8 rupees so your incremental rate of return on that new shop is lesser than the first one whereas if you add say another floor to your already existing uh shop so say if you if you spend 100 rupees on the shop you added another floor which cost you 50 rupees earlier you were making 10% return on capital but now with that added floor you are making 30 rupees so your your uh, profit went up 3x but your your capital employed went by uh, went up by 50% only so now effectively you're making 20% return on the same amount of asset so think about it in this way if the incremental return is not there i think for for them the incremental return is not going to be there because their margins are very 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 suppressed so think about it in that way as well if you have to spend more money to make more money it's it's not the best kind of business so cdsl and then irctc and iex all these businesses that's why they trade at such high valuations because they have a moat in that way that they can create higher return of capital on return on capital on very small uh, capital base whereas uh, tata motors doesn't have this we have a really uh, something uh, new that we started in this video that i really want to show you in the end here just uh, stick with us so that's what that's what i would say i think uh, this is really important uh, to understand and then promoter ownership is also not the not always the best thing because what happens is with promoters promoters are generally like in large cap companies they are forced to buy i guess this is still a mid cap technically i think this is a large cap for 500 yeah this is a large cap so what happens with promoters is they they have so much money to deploy that they can't go buy small caps because if say like a small caps total market cap is 10 billion and they buy 20% of that so 2 billion but if the fund itself is worth say 10 trillion 2 billion for them is nothing so even if if that doubles their total bottom line is not going to change by much so they are kind of forced to buy large cap companies and that's why they and most of the large cap companies have already grown to a level where they can't grow much so that's why their their returns are generally suppressed so i think that is something also that you should keep an keep an eye on and always not look at the promoter ownership because the promoters are not dumb but they are kind of forced to buy large cap companies Uh, that are not uh, that are already at a like at a peak level where they're not growing much so that is something also you should consider my intrinsic value calculations yielded a value of 5574 so again according to those valuations as well the stock is uh, overpriced and intrinsic calculations generally taken take in mind what the debt is what the ebit margin is i don't put all the numbers up here because it doesn't make sense because no one is going to care about them 
depreciation free cash flow is a huge part of it i think if they're spending so much money on uh on, like on 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 new assets and stuff the free cash flow is going to be suppressed for a long period of time as well so i think that is something that needs to be taken uh, taken consideration also free free cash flow again like the thing is with this one you'll say you look at it and look at the free cash flow looks good but the thing is they're raising more equity so that's also one one thing that you should always look at and the intrinsic value yield 5574 as the intrinsic value per share and then this is something that we came up uh, uh that is, i think this is this i don't know i haven't seen it anywhere this is something i uh, me and my brother basically sat down and we thought about it so this is a completely original way to value things so vif is obviously value investing fund valuation quadrant so this is the price this is the business so this is uh, this means a comfortable price and a comfortable business in the first quadrant the second one is a comfortable price but a questionable business this is a questionable price and a questionable business and this is a questionable business and a questionable price so we put tata power in a questionable business and a questionable price so the nature of the business is not that great and it's not available at a good price either so that's why we put it in the lower, lowest quadrant whereas something like a cdsl would some would be somewhere over here that uh, like it will be right in the middle of that quadrant ha, like it's not like globus for me is still sitting here navabharat for me is a questionable business but it's available at a comfortable price so you'd rather be in these three quadrants if if something if if we find something in the first quadrant we would that would be uh, according to us that would be a great buy but anything else in these quadrants this would be a, a decent buy as well but again the allocation is going to be dependent on that this is just again for educational purposes only and then anything that's in here is requires a huge margin of safety and i don't think that power has that margin of safety according to me anyway so that's why i wouldn't put it and like i think i think if nothing impresses you or nothing like changes your mind if you were planning to buy it is the, the profit margin is very bad like it's 4.37% and they don't talk about their margins they're talking about top line top line top line and i already told you how top line is a losing strategy top line is not always the best thing to look at so Yeah, so we just gave our Tata Power a score of four point five, mostly on the basis of the valuation that is trading at right now. The EV business, although seems like where the country is going, is not going to be as revolutionary as people think. We have a huge rural population that cannot afford cheaper gasoline cars, and thinking that everyone will be driving EVs in the next ten years is fooling oneself. The transmission, uh, the transition is going to be slow and gradual, and even if all the lofty plans that Tata has played out perfectly, there's no point in buying the stock because the valuation is already including that. So. again as i mentioned i think though all the growth prospects or future prospects are already uh in the business that like they've already been uh you know accounted for so i wouldn't i wouldn't personally recommend that someone should buy the stock at these levels but again this is just for educational purposes only and uh, if you like the video please like uh, please like the video and please subscribe and please share guys uh, we just reached 100 subscribers so thank you thank you thank you so much to each and every one of you who subscribed and uh, let's get to the next goal which is 500 subs i guess so yeah thank you so much guys take care and we will talk to you guys soon bye